Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show today. My name is John Drummond, or Yang Haowen. Hello, 大家好，欢迎各位再度来到 Angie 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great episode for you today with my good friend Alan, who is known around the LinkedIn and professional community as Alan McIver. 是的，今天我们邀请到了一位来自苏格兰爱丁堡的猎人头专家 Alan 来跟各位听众朋友们做分享。My guest today is Scottish, but has been living in Taiwan for quite some time now. He is an accomplished writer, recruiter, musician, entrepreneur, and so much more. So, everyone, please welcome my good friend Alan. Hi, hey John, how are you? Boom. Doing? Nice to see you. What's up, brother? Yeah, all good, all good. Just working hard as always, you know. Working hard in a Beautiful Michael Jordan Bulls jersey. Shout out! I've had this for twenty years. I've had this since I was thirteen. No way! Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I love that.、It's、I love that.、School. Welcome to NG England. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, man. So you are extremely talented in、oh, many、thanks. ways. But the way that I loved learning about you is you focus on what we say in English, headhunting. Right. But essentially, that means finding the right people for the right job. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, can you give a self introduction for us? Yeah, sure. I'm from Scotland originally, from Edinburgh.、Uh, I went to boarding school in Canada, and then I did my、uh, university and masters in Edinburgh, in Scotland, in St Andrews, I should say.、Mm-hmm. And I've been in Taiwan for twelve years, eight of which has been in headhunting, and the first four years teaching English. Yeah. 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 So headhunting is to do with. Uh, recruitment. You're basically an agency that helps companies find the right people for usually senior level jobs. So if a company is looking for a sales head or a marketing head, I would help them find candidates, and then if I successfully place someone, then I would get paid. Then I would make money. Then you get that commission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's extremely valuable what you do because you essentially know what the companies need,、mm-hmm. and you have such a network now that you've created here in、right. in Asia, and you can kind of. What was that expression like? Putting the round. Oh, the the square pegs round. Yeah, holes but you know you can find the、yeah. the round peg into the round hole. <laughs> yeah, the the thing I really like about headhunting is that when it's done successfully, it's win win win. So I'm happy. The candidate gets a great new job, and the client hires the right person for their kind of long term future. Yeah. So it's not it's not one of these industries where you're conning people, or you know, it feels very above board. It's very. Yeah, I I feel like I'm doing a service. Yeah, absolutely.、Know? It's very holistic, and and it's creating a beautiful ecosystem. Right. The synergy, right? Between, when it goes well. When it goes well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it can not go well many times. <laughs> Sometimes. <in your> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, can you take us a little bit through? You know, you were saying you were teaching English, and you transitioned into. Was it doing PA to get you started、yeah. in, in this industry? Yeah. So I was an English teacher in Taiwan for four years, but I. I mean, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say I knew I didn't want to do it after the first week. Same. <laughs> I was in I was in teacher training、um, with a very big company here, and I realized how seriously they took the job. And I think when I came to Taiwan and was young, I had wanted to have a job to to exist, but really I wanted to enjoy Asia and Taiwan and and the other things. Like I play a lot of music, and I wanted to focus on music. So teaching wasn't really what I wanted.、Um, so when I moved over to Shanghai to try and move into business, 
I eventually got a job offer to be a personal assistant in a headhunting company. And it was from that very entry level position that I was able to to work my way up or gain experience and start my career, basically. Yeah, beautiful. And I would actually love to touch on music because I had forgotten that, yeah, you jam. Yeah, I do. I play a lot of music. I've played since I was really young. I started violin when I was six. I've played guitar and drums since I was 10. I've been in so many different bands. I have a band in Taiwan and we've released a couple of albums called Aurora Jiguang. Uh, played a lot of music festivals. I mean, I've done choir, a cappella groups, even kind of military marching band stuff, jazz oh, bands. So cool. Yeah, I forgot about that because yeah. I I think the, one of the first times we connected was I was looking for right. a guitar player. That's Is that right? right? Do you remember that? It was for the release of uh, the Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga movie. Uh, a star is born. Star is born. You wanted to have someone play some acoustic kind of right. singer songwriter stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's how we first. That's connected. right. And and I think I put it out an ad on Facebook or something. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you know, I do play a lot of acoustic guitar on my own. I think getting older or getting a little bit older, I'm starting to focus a little bit less on the music, which is a bit disappointing in its own way, but. I still have a real passion for music. I still really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, well, you're a busy guy. You got a great career, and you're also a new father. Yeah, my baby's eleven months old, and that has been <laughs> that's been an interesting experience I can, as I can well. Only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully you, the music will stay alive in you as a as a good hobby. I and, hope so. And, and you know, you can focus on it as as you feel fit. But focusing then on kind of the headhunting aspect uh -huh. too. Can you share, you know, what are some things maybe our audience can think about in terms of, you know, what do companies at that senior level look for in terms of, you know, leadership or, or things that people can start with young in yeah. their in their entry level jobs? Yeah, I think if you want a long and successful career, if you want those senior level, those top jobs in the best companies, they are looking for the full package. So it's not just about having a good university, it's about everything. You have to be good with people, you have to have uh, strong English lang language skills, a good CV, you need to be reliable. So, for example, staying in a job for three years is better than staying for eight months. Mm. So you need to, you know, work hard, build up experience, build up a network. And you have to think about the combination of your on paper CV, the hard skills, but also the soft skills, the being likable, being friendly, being mm -hmm. funny, you know, um, being warm, like giving off a good impression. Yeah, these things, people want the full package. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's understated how important having that full package is, Absolutely. you know, because we just think like, oh, I have good university, good grades, you know, it's like, no, we got to, you got to be a human also, you know? And <laughs> yeah, I mean, as a headhunter, we have a very good instinct for who is going to get us paid, you yeah. know, who is going to make me money. And there are, there are types of candidates in Taiwan, and I'm talking about Taiwanese candidates, I will go and meet them for a coffee and after the coffee I'm just so impressed mm. like oh I love them they were so nice and the conversation was so interesting mm. and they're really warm the eye contact is mm. fantastic they really you know they fill you with this kind of passion mm -hmm. because they're mm -hmm. so impressive and they're so fun to talk to yeah and those are the kind of people who go into job interviews and get job offers like absolutely yeah. no doubt and you know it's so beautiful what you just said right there because I think about my favorite guests right. to interview. 
And, you know, we're just having this beautiful conversation. I forget that we're filming and having yeah. a show. And I'm just, like, so inspired by them and, yeah. and their life. I think that's one of the things that I personally really enjoy about my industry is that we have a, an excuse to meet anyone. Mm -hmm. Because as a headhunter, you're a good person for candidates to know. So if you ask people for a coffee, most of the time they will say yes. And so you have an excuse to meet with these really cool people, mm -hmm. like really impressive people. And you can learn something from everyone. If that's what your mindset is, as a headhunter, you want to be going into conversations and listening and learning. And then you accumulate that wealth of knowledge. And then the next time you meet somebody, you can use that knowledge to open other doors, right? So if, yeah. you've, if you've got to focus on, on learning as much as you can and being <laughs> useful and being interesting and being helpful, all of these things are very important to my job. Yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. Well, well said, Alan. 节目上半段一开始这边，我们这位在台湾住了足足有十二年之久的来宾，不是提到说他在求学阶段的时候离开苏格兰到加拿大念 boarding school， 后来一直到大学研究所才又回到苏格兰。那这边讲的这个 boarding school， 如果听众朋友不清楚的，它其实就是我们讲的这个寄宿学校。但是这边的 boarding 跟我们搭飞机的时候手上拿的那个 boarding pass 登机证，它的 boarding 意思不一样哦，大家不要误会。这边的 boarding school， 它的 boarding 是表达提供吃住，跟登机证的 boarding 它代表的上船上飞机两个意思天差地远。但今天如果是名词用法的话呢，哇，那就又变成是板子的意思。像是黑板啦、白板、blackboard、whiteboard， 呃，公布栏 notice board， 或是像东京奥运超吸睛的跳水比赛，有没有？他们用的那个跳水板啊，我们就是说 diving board。甚至在后面 ，Ellen 不是有提到说他的工作感觉就是很很 above board， 对不对？好，那这个时候呢，这个 board 就都跟技术学校、跟登记或是板子完全没有关系，而是光明正大。再来谈到的是关于 Alan 他猎人头工作的部分。讲到这边的时候，他们提到这个片语 a square peg in a round hole。各位听众朋友，你们猜猜看是什么意思 ？peg p e g 在这边指的是我们可以把它钻到墙上或是地上的那种，呃，用来固定东西的桩子。那这片语如果单纯从字面上来看的话，就是说你把一个方形的桩子硬塞硬敲到一个圆形的洞里面。那这样子一个方一个圆，就算塞进去了，大概也是会很 K， 对不对？很不合嘛。所以 a square peg in a round hole， 它表达的意思就是说，一个人不适合他所担任的工作职位。但是，哎，我们回想一下，刚才这样，他是在提到来宾说他有很多朋友，人脉很广，而且很清楚知道说怎么在征才公司和应征者之间当桥梁的时候用的这个片语。只是因为 Alan 他很适合猎人头的工作性质，所以就要在这边跟大家故意玩了一个文字游戏，就是把 square 改成 round， 讲成 a round peg in a round hole， 来形容说，哎，这份工作真的很适合我们这位苏格兰的来宾 Alan。但其实当初他刚来台湾的时候啊，做的是英文老师的工作，后来因为不适合，真的就是我们刚才讲的那个 a square peg in a round hole。所以搬到上海去，想说不然改行走商试试看，才开始了他的猎人头职业生涯。那除了帮公司找人、帮人才找工作以外，这位来自苏格兰的猎人，他玩音乐也是玩很大哦。
大到什么程度呢？大到甚至还有出专辑，而且在各大活动也都有他们乐团的表演。如果有兴趣的听众朋友呢，可以去搜寻一下。刚刚好像是说叫做 Aurora 激光，对不对？<笑>好，那如果刚好有在找工作的朋友，这边就想帮我们问了几个可能对于你在求职过程会有一些帮助的问题。就说，当然，如果我们有好的学历背景，那肯定是有加分嘛。但是，如果你想要在大公司有份好工作、好事业的话呢，那他们更看重的是你全方位的能力，像是你的英文沟通技巧啦、你的人际关系、嗯、呃，你的为人可信度等等。好，就是除了专业技能重要以外，你的非技术技能也一样都会是他们列为参考的项目。那这边我们讲的专业技能和非专业、非技术技能，好，或是也有人说叫做软技能，就是刚才前面 Alan 提到的这个 hard skills and soft skills。那另外他们也有提到这个 full package， 整套、全套的，或是说我们说贵州哎，这个用法大家知道什么意思吗？就像有时候我们喜欢买福袋啊，喜欢点套餐，有没有？就是因为可以一次得到所有想要的东西，对不对？那你想想看哦，如果你遇到一个拥有所有你喜欢的特质和能力的人的话，那不是就等于挖到宝了吗？得到一个超大福袋。所以对这样子的人呢，英文就用 full package 这种说法来形容。讲成中文的话，就类似刚才我前面讲的，有全方位能力。样样俱到的人才，或是像高富帅、白富美啦，或是完美情人，还有人生胜利组这些，也都一样可以表达 full package 的意思。好啦，那这段内容就先在这边告一段落，我们赶快继续听一下半段的分享吧。And so, thinking about another aspect of your job from your perspective, you know what kind of inspired you to get involved with headhunting? Well, actually, when I moved to Shanghai, I would have taken any job in business because I really wanted to just get a start in the market. But then, once I got into the headhunting industry, I realized my personality is quite a good fit for it. I I've always really enjoyed meeting new people. I enjoy sitting down for coffees. I'm very high. If you're talking about personality, I'm very high in openness and very high、mm -hmm. in extroversion.、Mm -hmm. So I feel very comfortable with new people. So. You know, basically, once I got into the headhunting industry, it was only then that I discovered actually this is a good fit for me. This is this is what I should continue to do. So, if you're talking about how a headhunter improves their business or does business development, a lot of people think headhunting is an HR job, but、mm -hmm. actually, it's a sales job. So, what we spend a lot of time doing is networking and and trying to get new clients, which means sometimes cold calling, sometimes. You know, using re referees or referrals to get meetings in different client offices. Like, if I want to meet with McDonald's, I would try and contact their senior people, their HR, the managing director, and I'd be trying to get either coffees or meetings in their office. And then, once in the meeting, I would be trying to convince them to use me as their recruitment agency.、Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a, it's a sales role. Like you're. Constantly focused on key、right. account management and also business development. Yeah, yeah, and essentially with all of the different roles that you're trying to fill within a company, 
how much do you need to understand about the the technical aspects of those roles? So are you hiring ever programmers that you need to understand the coding languages? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a reason why I only cover sales and marketing roles is because I really am not very knowledgeable about things like you just said, like coding, mm -hmm. software, banking, uh, any kind of engineering or anything like that. I really don't have any kind of knowledge or background. But for marketing, I do. I used to be a marketer myself. I Obviously, I'm a salesperson. So when I do e-commerce, sales, marketing, digital marketing, PR, communications, you do you need to know a lot about those different jobs yeah. because the candidates and the clients, they won't work with you or respect you if you don't understand what you're talking about. Right. Like as a headhunter, we are judged on our market knowledge. Absolutely. So you really need to know as much as possible as you can about not just the market, but about that job. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, well, well said. And so thinking a little bit about maybe the future of Alan within this industry, but you as an individual, yeah. where do you see yourself going maybe in 2021 and beyond? I'm working in a company called Paul Wright Group, and I have to say I'm very, very happy. I really like my colleagues. I like the company. So I, d I don't see myself leaving. Um, I, I'm, I want to stay there and build up my reputation in Taiwan one thing that I've been doing a lot of recently is things like this, doing podcasts and writing articles and doing live streams. Um, like tomorrow night, I'm doing a live stream with two Taiwanese influencers. That'll be our fourth one. And then I think in, at the end of the month, I'm doing a live stream with Glenn Leibowitz from McKinsey. Yeah. Like these kind of opportunities to, to, to speak and to give advice and to, to become more of a KOL type figure. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really quite passionate about really enjoying. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. And I wish you nothing but success with that as, as you kind of embark on that journey. And so if you don't mind, maybe we could shift gears a little bit because within all of this, I've been so curious, you know, do you need to utilize Mandarin and English during these interview processes or when you're talking to, let's say, the head senior people at McDonald's? Yeah, I think having a strong uh, Chinese level has been really important to me. And it's something that I still focus on. I, I have lessons every Tuesday morning. I do an hour and a half with a private Chinese teacher. And I've been doing Chinese lessons for 12 years now. So it's something that I've always known that I had to focus on, even though, to be honest, I'm not super passionate about it. Mm. So it's like, for me, it's like going to the gym. It's mm -hmm. something that I, sh I know I should be doing. And so I, I book in the lessons. I never cancel. Um, and it just I, I focus on man man lie like uh, slowly improving my mm -hmm. Chinese over time, and yes you're right like having a strong level of Chinese has been very important to my job. Yeah, yeah, and and I love that the man man lie approach to to learning and and like you said you know your Mandarin skills now are a valuable asset they're a tool in your toolbox to continue you to get you know meetings so you can even become the the team that these huge corporations rely on yeah absolutely i mean think about it from this point of view almost always i'm the only foreigner in my company and all of the meetings are done in chinese right and i can't be the one person in the room f forcing everyone else to speak their second language mm -hmm. like that's not fair so the best way to fit into an office where I have 14 Taiwanese colleagues is to have good Chinese level and, and to be uh, present and to, to participate in conversations and meetings and give opinions and 
be able to understand what's being talked about. That's really important. Yeah, yeah. And I love that that concept of you're the only foreigner in the room. Having everyone speak English so you can understand it is is a very valuable insight to that. It does happen. Yeah. It does happen. And yeah. you shouldn't be the you shouldn't be in a position where you're forcing everyone else to mm-hmm. speak their second language. That's yeah. not it's not an ideal situation. Yeah, well, well said. And so thinking about then within your business, though, are you interviewing in Mandarin when you are trying to find clients or are you mostly in, in interviewing in English? I'm almost always using English for interviews. So this is something that not too many Taiwanese candidates will maybe understand. But for the top jobs in Taiwan, both for foreign companies and for Taiwanese companies, you need to be bilingual. It's not just a class that you learn at high school. It is a, it's a super fundamental aspect of your skill set that you need to focus on. You, you need to have strong English and your native tongue to do well in business here. It's, that's just the truth. That yeah, is yeah. the truth. And I, I love hearing the truth of that because right. I think that's where a lot of our listeners can be reminded that, you know, if you want to climb with your own success in companies or starting your own company, having that foundation of two languages, you know, your mother tongue and English yeah. is so valuable. And it's not about being completely native. Like, you need to have your language, your English language or your Chinese skill at a passable level and then keep improving on it. So you don't need to be nervous and, and saying things like, oh, I'm sorry, my English is not so good. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not that's not how you should look at it. You should be, you know, working on it and, and practicing and, and, you know, focusing on improving. Yeah, yeah. And that, that also, as I'm sure you have found, with my Chinese, it's adds a level of respect when i come into a room and i'm speaking chinese with them even if it is not at a a passable level sometimes it's just that respect that we can you know have the at least a, a basic conversation about it. i would completely agree with you i think you and i have probably been in situations where we're not even looked upon as being the foreigner anymore mm-hmm. because yeah. you know we we can fit in with a taiwanese circle of friends and we can speak chinese and we can understand what's going on in the conversation which i think is a good thing because both of us have chosen to live here mm-hmm. and so not always sticking out and being the la wai i think is really <laughs> important to your to your standard of life here yeah yeah absolutely and and that goes for all our taiwanese friends who travel abroad right anywhere they go you know when you jump into english you're just then you know part of the circle right exactly <laughs> yeah awesome all right alan well unfortunately it's coming to the end of the show and thank you for you know sharing some wisdom in business and in language and now we can end with some life wisdom. Sure. But uh, yeah, if you could go back and talk to a younger Alan, would there be any advice you give yourself about language, life, business? I, I don't think I would tell myself anything fundamental in terms of changing my life. I don't regret many things that I've done in my life. I'm very happy. I, I would like to have lived a bit healthier, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I, I regret how how much effort I put into my master's thesis as well. If I could go back and put a bit more effort into that, I would. I regret the finished product that I produced. It wasn't as it wasn't as good as I had hoped it would be. And I was very excited about writing my master's thesis and then I think I dropped the ball a little bit. So those two things. Like put more effort into your master's thesis and live a bit healthier. 
Awesome, awesome. Well, it's 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 great advice to spread amongst uh, the people who who dive into this show. So thank you for joining us on NG England, my man. Thanks. And where can people get involved more with your life uh, as you dive more into KOL stuff? Where can they find you online, your company, anything? I put most of my focus on LinkedIn. So my name's Alan McIver. If you search for me on LinkedIn, I should be quite easy to find. Beautiful. All right, my man. Well, uh, hopefully we can jam together one day. And if you are playing any gigs. Let me know, please. Sure, thanks, John. <laughs> 下半段这边一开始 ，Allen 分享到说，他当时刚搬到上海的时候，因为真的就很想有一份可以让他跟商接轨的工作，所以得知有一个很出街的助理工作之后，当然也是就毫不犹豫就答应了。但幸好也是当初他有接下这份职位，才会发现原来自己的个性有多适合做这一行。因为猎人头的工作性质基本上就算是做销售的一种嘛。跟外向、喜欢交新朋友的 Allen 可以说根本就是天作之合，只是因为每种工作领域都有他专业的地方，所以如果今天是要帮写程式、弄软体或是金融业的公司找人的话呢，那就也需要懂一些市场的相关概念。但是我们来宾 Allen 他熟悉的领域是在销售、行销这一块，所以他也就只在相关领域行动，没有办法。去跨领域这样子。那在讲到这边的时候，他不是有提到说，因为需要有广大的人脉要去发展新客户嘛，所以常常就是要去打电话。那这种这种推销电话，我们英文可以说 cold calling， 好，就很像是冷不防突然就给你打来的那种电话。另外两个，他也在这一段一起提到的字是 referees and referrals。他们在这边指的都同样是推荐人，只需要注意有 referee， 他也有运动比赛里面裁判的意思。那 referral 如果是用在医疗情境的话，那他在讲的就很有可能是转诊哦。接着 ，Allen 不是分享到说他每个星期都要上中文课嘛？虽然不是很想上，但是因为已经累积一定程度了，所以中文对他来说其实算是一种他工作上的一个。像就像刚刚说的 ，a valuable asset， 好是他一个很重要的资产，一个很有他价值所在的优势。加上在公司里常常都是只有他一个外国人，总不能逼着大家都要跟他讲英文嘛，对不对？但是呢，在面谈应征者的时候就不一样了，因为英文会是工作上的一个必要技能，尤其如果你想要应征进大公司高阶职位的话。所以跟他面谈的时候呢，应征者基本上都是要用英文进行，要先过他这关，后面才有机会这样子。所以大家继续努力，我们西平方会一直在这边陪你把英文学好。最后 ，Allen 不是谈到说他希望以前写的硕士论文可以写得更好吗？讲到说他 drop the ball a little bit， 这边这个 drop the ball 意思是犯错、失误。好，就是说他那时候写的论文有出一些纰漏，有点搞砸这样子。好啦，希望大家都有从这次的内容学到一些东西，找个时间好好整理一下自己的履历，顺便也听听 Alan 他们乐团做的音乐哦。All right,、uh, thanks, peace. All right, well that is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and now Spotify. You can search "ng ingwen" or you can search on IG "ng English I C R T." And don't forget to tune in every Wednesday morning from 6:30 to 7, and Wednesday night from 9 to 9:30. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye bye.
好啦，今天的节目就到这边告一段落啦，感谢各位的收听，别忘了订阅我们的 Spotify 还有 YouTube 频道哦。那喜欢我们节目的话，也要记得到 Instagram 到 IG 上追踪我们哦。如果各位有什么其他问题是想要问来宾的，也请欢迎在底下留言告诉我们，我们一定会想办法帮你问到手。好啦，那就下周在空中相会喽，拜拜。